Welcome, everyone, to PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, also known as Wolf, and with me is my co-host... Mushu. Mushu. Yep. The, the man formerly known as Tony. Yep. Who's that? Tony? What is this? Who, uh, it's the first time I'm hearing about it. Tony's a cool name. I don't even know what you have a problem with that. I would just be like, I'm Tony. Yo, Tony. I think Tony's a cool name. Like, look, you you know, got, there are a lot of Asians named Tony. Well, you got Tony Soprano. You know, that's a cool Tony. I know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I, you know, if you want to be named after a, li- a little dragon dude, then I guess that's fine. Whatever. No, I've I, I never hated my name. I, I always like Tony, but I, I just don't like that. Um, me and Anthony always get confused for each other. Well, yeah, because his, his Anthony's real name is Mario. Yeah, but his and middle name's Anthony, right? Anthony, and so everybody calls him Anthony because my cousin was Paul Anthony, but we always called him Anthony. You can always tell because people in, the, in our family always called him Anthony, but like people who, you know, the outside people, they always called him Paul. So you could always tell who was like really close, who was actually close because they yeah, knew who, who was part of the group. Who was part of the family, you know. They We called him Anthony when I was my first cousin who's now deceased, but um, good guy. Um, but Anthony, it's a, you know, he's named, you know, Mario, but we all, we all call him, we always, just always have called him Anthony. Yeah. His I dad mean, is Mario. We call him Marty, but your name is Tony. It's not Anthony. It has always been Tony. Yep. So and I have a weird middle name too. Yes. You, uh, like my half brother, uh, y'all's middle names are just a letter. Yeah. It's just X. My yep. mom, Leah's name or my little sister's name is T, but her name is supposed to be her dad's name. Yeah, because because uh, you know my brother's middle name is G. Does he stand for anything? Because you know my, my doesn't stand for anything. It's just yeah. G. Uh, uh, same. We we have different uh, moms. So yeah, it's just weird. I mean, like you, your middle name is X. So my middle name is Paul because I was named after a family, an ancestor, and of course my cousin's name is Paul Anthony and. My brother, my mom's brother's name was Paul. I was, of course, I was named after him, but he was also named after an uncle who was also named after an uncle. So it's like a long family it's a long name line of Paul. Of, yeah, Paul. Yeah. And so my middle name is Paul. No, my name is just my American, the American one my mom chose for me when she moved, came over here. Yep. Because I have a, a Vietnamese name too, but just the American one is the one that I've known. Really? Let <laughs> me tell you a funny story. First, let's get the email as doswolfman88 at gmail.com, doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Send us your, your crazy stories, scary stories, spooky stories. PRT Podcast. Yep. It's a uh, yep. it's our website. Website, PRT Podcast. Go on there and look around. We got a store there. We got artwork. You can listen to the episodes. Uh, have we have a, our PayPal. You know, Have our PayPal set up if you want to donate money to help the show out. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, just check it out. Um, but here's that story. Okay. Tony... <laughs> Tony is uh, Asian, but his mother is half, uh, half Caucasian, half Asian. We met your aunt the other the other day, uh, mm-hmm. who's from the Netherlands or something like that. Uh, she's not from there. She just she, she lived there. there for a long yeah, time. She lives there. But here's a funny story. Uh, it, when Tony Tony can pass for Hispanic, if you really if he very very if if you if you look at him in the wrong light, he looks like or maybe the right light. I don't know what you call it. Here's what's funny though. I, I, I right, Tony's been around and been with us for years and years. And he would come and stay with us in the summertime. And I had him, and I had uh, my little cousin Seth, and then I had uh, Zane, who's my brother's son, who's all who is also he's half. Who's Carlos to you? He's half black. Who's Carlos? Carlos? No, not Carlos. It was the um, 
I have no idea. Who you're talking uh, about. I'll, I'll talk to you about it after. The heck's Carlos? Anyways, and then there's Anthony. Okay, now Anthony hates this, but we tease him. We say he looks like he he's Mex. He's half Mex. He's like me. He's Mexican, but I'm I'm half. You know, but Anthony. <laughs> Anthony is very dark. He's a weird mix. And he looks like he's from India. Yeah. <laughs> so and when these guys were younger, like y'all were all in your teens or whatever, and we'd go to the store and you're all calling me Uncle Wolf. And anyway, so Tony, uh, when you, <laughs> Tony went to a, uh, his mother's a devout Buddhist. She sent him to a, a summer camp or what was it? A, it's like a, it was like a Vietnamese camp basically to where like, you know, it's a bunch of Vietnamese kids that go there. It's a, it's at a temple. Um, and you just live with these Buddhist monks for, you know, a couple, it was like about a month. I think I'm pretty sure my older sister, my little sister went with me. And when I went there, everyone was giving me like weird looks and they were like, Oh, <laughs> what is he doing here? Cause I was like, and I knew immediately what it was because it's not the first time I've been, you know, uh, outcasted for being Mexican around a bunch of Asian people basically. But they were like, uh, there was this white kid with me who was there too. And he immediately went up to me and he was like, Oh, we're the weird ones out. I'm like, no, we're not dude. I'm Vietnamese. And he's like, no, you're not. You're a Mexican kid. And like, yeah. you know, and so the other <laughs> kids were, were, were speaking in Vietnamese and saying that weird Mexican kid. Yeah, and Tony's like, I can smack. understand you, dude. I'm Vietnamese. <laughs> it wasn't even just like the, the, the kids. It was like, uh, I remember some of the parents and like a couple of the monks were like, Hey, like what's this Mexican kid doing here? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm Vietnamese lady. That's very racist guy. You people are racist. That's so horrible. Nah, but it was, they're very loving and caring. It was fun. It's funny because like, I've been accused of being racist, being whatever. And I'm just like, really? Because, you know, I raised these boys and, you know, and that I just kind of, it just kind of ended up with that. You know I mean? Like I, I got Anthony when he was like 16 and, uh, Zane came when he was 14 and, and, you know, and so you came when you were 17, but you were around a lot before that. Mm -hmm. And I just, it just kind of happened. And, you know, it's like you were, I don't, my, my best friend's, uh, uh, stepson, and, you know, you were always coming around and hanging out with the boys, you know, with the, with the Anthony and Zane and you kind of grew up with them. And then, you know, and then ended up, you know, whenever, you know, things changed in your living situation, you needed a place to stay. Well, you came and stayed with us. So that's kind of how it ended up happening. And so I am Uncle Wolf. And, uh, but the worst one was Zane trying to go in, I, I swear I lived at his school. I was up there and Miss Quinona's gave me a pass and I just slept in the science wing. <laughs> I think if you can name either the teacher or the counselor or the principal by name, oh yeah, and you Mr. Know Harms it, was the principal. Then they're not a good kid. I, yeah, he wasn't a good kid. I, I never had too many problems with you and Anthony or Seth, but the, but him, he was just a a, a pain in, to deal with. Zane the pain, but I love him. I, you know, I wouldn't uh, trade. Him I think for he the world. just wasn't meant for school. You know. Well, he said he used to tell the teachers they they're like he was very polite. He would just politely refuse to do any work. No, he wasn't meant for it because yeah, he, he wasn't cut for that. So enough of that. We're going to talk about. We're going to know we're going to talk about. We're going to get on the subject here. Uh, well, you know what? We could throw a potluck out there, or we could, or we could talk about some uh, some devil monkeys. That's um. Let's do devil monkeys. Devil monkeys. I mean, we did mention it a couple. We mentioned it a while back in one of the episodes, so we might as well finish it. Yeah. up. Yeah, one of the devil monkeys stories that I had for you guys, I'm gonna, I'm giving it to Vic on Dogman Encounters for the 300th episode. So, uh, if I don't, I don't that, if you didn't already do that, I don't know if don't I, know. I, by the time this airs, it may already be aired or whatever. So, yeah. giving it to him, and 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 uh, so that that's gonna change that. Um, 
So with that being said, um, enough talk about summer camps and whatever. One of those stories I it got is is going to be, you know, not on this, but it, so, cause I, I don't know what to call it. I just call it devil monkey cause that's what it sounded like. Now, the reason that, the, that these are called devil monkeys, two people that I've gotten stories from sent me stories and they did not specify these are devil monkeys. Most people don't tell me, hey, I saw a devil monkey. You know, like I said before, nobody's ever told me I saw a gargoyle. They just say that they saw something that I put in the category of as a gargoyle uh, because I don't know what else to call it. But what I do have is uh, two stories that were given to me by somebody who literally told me it looked like a monkey, like a devil monkey. Um, one of these comes out of the Ozarks. And this was, I believe, in Arkansas. And they went camping. <clears throat> they went up hiking. They went, they went camping or whatever for a, a week or whatever, a weekend or whatever in, uh, in summer. This happened in June, and they said it was back in the the late nineties. And uh, they were they were uh, I believe he said he was an eleven year old child at the time, and he had gone hiking with his stepmom and his little sister, his little half sister, and they heard something crashing through the brush. They were walking on a road on a small road that was through the camp or whatever they were staying. Like a trail or and it was they weren't even on the trail yet. It was like a paved road. And they were getting ready to go up onto a trail. And the little sister screams and points and she sees this thing. The only way I can describe it was it had a sort of a mane around its head. A very pronounced snout, um, not real wide. The snout, as far as he remembers, he said it wasn't real wide, and it had it didn't have a lot of hair on its arms or legs. It did have some fur on its chest and on its back, and there was a ridge on its back with like a hump at the top of it. And he said that it had a very weird tail, and the tail was just long and thin, um, like a, like a cat's, like a prehensile kind of. Prehensile, very much so, I guess is what it would be. Yeah, but I, I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. He did say that it was brownish. It looked brown, but it had gray around its face and around its uh, neck, almost like it was aged or something, like it was old. And it just—it was a very uh, creepy thing. He said it had really big canines. First thought that came to my mind was some sort of baboon-like looking creature. Now, he said they were on the road looking into the woods and they could see it. And it, it didn't see them at the time or it didn't pay attention to them. And it was walking toward the trail. And they said that it was so bizarre, like it was just very bizarre, that they didn't even know like what to make of it. And like they just kind of were standing there stunned. And the stepmom grabs him and his little sister and pull them, pulls them towards her. He's, did tell me that he had a very good relationship with his stepmom, that they got along very well. Um, it was only the only mom he ever really knew. And she put them like behind her. And so he couldn't really get a good look at it. And this thing eventually turned and began to look toward them from what he remembers, kind of trying to look at it from around her body. And he was terrified 
because then it started to kind of like run toward them, but it stopped and then kind of like flung like debris toward them uh, and a, like a bluff charge. Yeah. Like it was charging them, but yeah. it stopped. And so uh, that was that encounter. And, but that wasn't the only thing that happened on that, on that trip. Uh, they took off like walking backwards. His mother did the right thing. And she did the right thing and she, she got them off of that road. <clears throat> and he said that there were people around. I mean, he said that the closest people were probably about 50 yards away down on the other side of them below this little ridge where that, that uh, road was. He said there were people that were camped out over there. And so she pulled them away and they got off of that uh, road or whatever. And they, and then they eventually they turned and she like lifted up the little sister and began to run with her. And then she told him to run. <clears throat> now he was 11 and I believe he said she was six, the little sister. And the little sister was like, saying, what's going on? Mom, put me down. So the little sister, I guess, did not really register what was going on. When they got back to the camp, he thought that she didn't really get a good look at it because she kept describing it as a dog. And he said that the way he saw it was, it was some sort of like evil looking monkey. So that was that story. But that wasn't the only thing that happened there. When they got back to the camp, they told the dad. Of course, he didn't believe them. He thought that they saw some sort of weird dog. They had been hearing weird howls and noises coming from the the woods um, that they were surrounded by on two or three nights. They were in an RV. So he was sleeping in the RV with his little sister, and he heard something like bump against the RV and thought immediately thought it was that creature but he didn't look so it could have been a, it could have been a person you know there were people camped around him um and, and if, I, if i remember correctly i think he said it was like july 4th or something like that or it was the week of july 4th or something but it wasn't on july 4th and uh so anyway you know he saw this uh weird looking creature I, I don't know what i would do i mean it would it would you know if you're a little kid and you and you see this at the age of 11, I mean, you know. You rely on your parents. And, and, and the, the mom was pretty adamant about they should leave, you know, and not, and she didn't want to go outside or do anything, which led to arguments between her and the husband, which was his dad, because he's like, oh, you're ruining the trip. You know, you let, you're putting these ideas in the kids' heads. And the kid was like, uh, the kids were like, no, we saw it. But the little girl saw it, but thought of it as a dog. So that the dad kept latching onto that saying, well, she's saying it's a dog. Well, you're also taking a six-year-old's word for it. You know, a little six-year-old can point at the sky and see, you know, all kinds of unicorns and stuff in the clouds. It doesn't make it true. But uh, typical dad, <laughs> typical, typical, the guy is always like, oh, I don't see anything. There's nothing to see here. I didn't see it, so don't do this. Yeah, I didn't see it. So what ended up happening, he kind of poo-pooed the whole thing. And then when they were they were leaving, a couple days went by and they really didn't do much. They just kind of hung around the RV and watched TV. And, <laughs> and eventually they went swimming a little bit, but then close to dark, the mom would get them and they'd go inside and the dad would be out there barbecuing, whatever, and they're all inside, not going out. And of course he was blaming the wife saying, oh, you made them scared and you did this and you did that. And well, here's what happened when they were driving out of there on in their RV and they're they're coming around this curve about probably 15 20 miles is what he estimated from the camp where they were at 
one of these things runs across the road right at dusk and the dad like swerves and he's like, what was that? What was that? And like the, the mom was like vindicated instantly. And she was like, that's what I saw. That's the, that creature, that weird, that monkey looking thing. And he was just like, like ash and white. And he said, his dad just kind of was like holding this. It's like, he remembers him sitting there looking at him and like him just kind of gripping the steering wheel and just driving straight and not speaking. And they didn't like, not a word was spoken like for two States. <laughs> yeah. And he said that they didn't say anything. It was just like, wow. And, uh, yeah, they just got back to, you know, and that was it. Um, I believe he said that they were, they went, from there into Texas and visited some relatives. And then they went up into Oklahoma where they live. Um, but anyway, he said that, yeah, that was a very, uh, crazy trip. Since then he did say that where he lives in Oklahoma or where he did live in Oklahoma, I think he said he lived in Arrowhead or it's called Arrowhead or something like that. He said that, that somebody else had told him, which is odd that somebody else had told him that they had seen something very similar, only a little bit different. Like it was bigger and more aggressive. And they gave him a story and he asked me, would you like me to tell that story? I said, sure. Um, this was a friend that he met at a neighbor, a neighborhood barbecue. They had a barbecue and the neighbors come over and he had told his neighbor's story because his neighbor was a big believer in ghosts and stuff like that. He's in the paranormal. And so he said, I was talking to my neighbor and he had a, a, a guy come over and the guy said, he said, I, you know what? I, I know somebody who saw something weird like that. Well, the thing that he, this is what he said that the guy told him. The guy said that we were talking about Vietnam earlier, oddly enough, he saw something like that when he was in Vietnam. He said that when he was overseas uh, in Vietnam, because this guy was a lot, it was much, much older than him, that he encountered these things that the Vietnamese called the rock apes and that they would throw rocks at, at the, at the troops and that they even witnessed, uh, one of the Viet Cong that they had taken prisoner get snatched up from the back of their, uh, they had like two guys that were following behind that one of these things came out and attacked the two soldiers in the back and then grabbed one of the Viet Cong prisoners. And literally chewed, like instantaneously bit into its head and then took off with it in its mouth. And he said that it looked like a demonic baboon mixed with a, with a wolf. That's the way he described it. Now, this same guy claims to have seen something very similar to that near Lake Texoma. Uh, he said that years later, when he got to Vietnam, he saw something near Lake Texoma in, in, in uh, Oklahoma. That's right there on the border. I think it's near Durant. And uh, been up there. You've been up there a few times, Tony. Not to Texoma, but to Durant to yeah, go yeah, lose money. There. We've been up there to gamble and lose our money. And I didn't lose money. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't have what? money in the first place. Well, yeah, you did. You <laughs> lost some money. I remember you sitting at the table with us uh, and losing money. I lost your money. Well, I thought you had money. I guess you, oh, oh, you, okay. Folks, this is what happened. He lost his money and then he borrows money from me to lose more. That's what happened. That's what you're talking about. I won some. And then Not the money really. that I lost was yours, but anything I won was mine. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And then Scorpy gets mad when you, when he loses and you don't In give like him. Like five minutes and then he's like expecting you to give him yeah, more money. And he's like, mad about it. But anyway, we're, we're getting off track here. The, the, the Lake Texoma thing, <clears throat> the guy <clears throat> had said that, 
Now here, this is kind of going off of a person who gave me a story to another person who gave him a story to another person who gave him a story. So this guy claims that they saw a glimpse of something that, that he couldn't really make it out real well on the shores of Lake Texoma, but he was out there fishing in a good spot. And he said that this person told him, he goes, dude, th- that thing, he goes, I've seen these creatures. They look like, uh, almost like wolves, but they, um, they have like the bodies almost like, a, like they get down on all fours. They're almost like monkeys. And he said that, dude, I, I, he started describing it. And that, that man told him, he said, it, it sounded just like what I saw years ago in Vietnam. Now, here's the funny thing. My uncle that was in Vietnam, he told me a weird story that a friend of his that was in another unit had told him that they had seen a Bigfoot type creature in Vietnam and that it had thrown rocks at them and that they had opened fire on it. And they think that they hit it, but it jumped up into a tree and when it jumped into the tree, they saw what looked like a tail and that it was almost like a man-sized monkey-looking creature, but with a snout. It was very bizarre. But there were different reports, like uh, according to what my uncle said, his friend told him, that they saw these creatures on a regular basis, but that there were different types. There were these, uh, what they called rock apes, because they threw rocks at people. And then they saw this like monkey looking creature that was almost like a wolf monkey mix. Very, very bizarre. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. I just, folks, if anybody listening at home knows anybody who's in Vietnam and in the war and they were over there and they saw something like that, send me some stories. Cause I got one other, but I'm going to save that for a time when we might be able to put a show together about, uh, yeah, a- I need, Asian. Yeah. I need to ask my mom. My yeah. Dear, you know, I, talked to her a little bit about it but she hasn't really gone back to me and uh, she says she's going to talk to some of her friends and see if she has some of they have some stories she saw the text from me and was like oh that's the kid that i don't love i'm not gonna answer that i'm her only boy all right are you kidding me she loves me the most yeah okay well she's actually told me that i mean i don't i think she tells all of the kids that well no you know what she said exactly she meant that as a joke i'm gonna say this first off She, she was just joking but she was like um i have like three sisters on my mom's side and like another three on my dad's side. It's crazy. Um, but she told me specifically that she was like, you know, if I lose one of them, I still have another, I still have two other girls. Like I've heard, I've heard her say that before. And she's jokingly, jokingly, but then again, who knows? Uh, (laughs) That just proves that I'm special. And thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. And you're very, yeah, whatever. So anyways, anybody got any stories like that? I'm going to save that last one for uh, when we do the Asian. Uh, we're going to do an East Asian show. I'm excited the about Kitsune that. The Kitsune and the Oni and the Kappas of Japan and then the Oswing of uh, the Philippines. We have a story about that. Tony's done some research. We're going to put together a pretty good show. Yep. So anyways, we'll save that one for another time. But uh, the, the, the back to this whole devil monkey phenomena, whatever. There was a... Another encounter I got from, this one came out of Kentucky. Then this person claims that they were hunting uh, near the Appalachian area, whatever, and that they had gone near a cave. They had tracked, uh, well, let me, let me back up. They shot at something that was on all fours that ran through between some trees and that it looked very uh, primate-ish like, but they 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 they, they just obviously it was not a bigfoot as in the, like you would think of as bigfoot the tracks were almost like human like uh, all four feet were human like 
um, just very weird, and they shot at it. Well, the guy claims that he didn't, but the guy that he was with shot it, and they were pretty sure they hit it and that they saw blood and that this thing was eating a deer that they had shot prior to that and that they had lost track of. And they think that a predator had grabbed the deer and had drug it off. And so they come upon this uh, creature and his friend shot at it and hit it. Uh, at least he thinks he did. And, and it took off and it went into a cave. So they're following it? They were, they were tracking, tracking it, yeah. Them, yeah. And I said, well, why when you got to the uh, the deer, why didn't you just take the deer back? You got the deer. Why, why go after the creature whatever? He said that the thing was so evil looking. It was just demonic. And he said that it was dusk. And that the eyes had an orange glow about them that was unnatural. It was like self-illuminating. <laughs> that didn't answer your question, though. Once yeah, again, and, why and, did and, you go after it? And, and I said, why? And I, and, well, let me get to that. And so he said it was like, it looked so evil that his friend was like, look at that, de- look at that demon monkey. And so he shot at it. And then he, against his better judgment, went along with his friend to track this thing into what ended up being like a shallow cave. And he said that when they got to the mouth of the cave, that three of these things came out and he got a very good look at them. And he said that they had uh, dog-like legs with these very big ears that were kind of far apart, but they stuck up at the top of the head, almost like a dog, but that they kind of stuck out. When I asked him about that, what does that mean? They kind of stuck out. He said like, like if a wolf's ears are at the top of its head, and they just kind of jut out like at an angle, almost like a bat. And he said that they had very canine-like snouts and that they were on all fours and they had a lot of hair uh, around their chest and back area, but the arms looked smooth. Now, I remember getting a story uh, out of Arkansas, and I told that story on Vic's show about a hunter that had claimed – it was a friend of mine's uncle that claimed that something had grabbed uh, a, a deer out the back of his truck – I don't remember exactly what episode that was. I want to say it was 169 of Dogman Encounters, but I'm not for sure if that's right. Um, but I remember that story, and I remember the the description of it being hairy all around its chest and its head area, having a dog-like snout. It was black, and it had smooth arms and legs. This thing that, that, that he described, it was the same, th- same way. Uh, he said that they were brownish black, like I said, hair all around the head, almost like a mane, a big... Uh, you know, snout. And I asked him the same thing I asked uh, the the kid that had the encounter when he was 11 with his stepmom and his little sister. I said, was it a baboon? Did it look anything like a baboon? He said, yes and no. Yes, in the way that it kind of had the appearance of a baboon, like as far as the snout, the big canines, uh, the prehensile looking tail. But that was kind of where it ended. Um, it just did not, it looked more wolf-like, uh, mixed with like, uh, for lack of a better word, monkey. And it looked demonic. He said that the eyes were all glowing orange and he goes, what creatures eyes glow like that? Now they got the heck out of there and they, they, they took off running. There were three of them and they took off running. And these three creatures that came out, uh, gave chase at first, you know, until, uh, to a, to a point, you know? And then they they looked back and they were gone. They had they had all turned and ran. The creatures had ran back. The thing I asked him too, I was like, "Do, do you know anything about that cave?" He said, "No, but we had a friend that did." And the friend said that that cave drops off into like a hole in the back of it. 
and they call it a bottomless pit in that, in that little, and there's a, now there's a lot of caves and things in Kentucky. In fact, the whole state's kind of built on one. Um, so I just, that, that's what he, he said happened to him. He said he was like in his early twenties or whatever. Um, he never hunted that area again. Uh, but that, that's his story that he gave me. And I, you know, I don't know what that was. Uh, sounds like some devil, monkeys. devil, monk, devil monkey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, it sounds like a bizarre creature, you know, that they saw, um, obviously freaked out of there's always that one friend though that wants to go chase after it and shoot it and, and shoot it. And, you know, and I asked him, you know, why would you follow the guy? And he goes, dude, I didn't want to be alone out there if the other two were going to go. I didn't want to walk the two miles back by myself. Yeah. You know, as he said, I figured it's safety in numbers and plus we're going to retrieve our deer. Well, you know what? The um, devil monkey had the exact same idea because it went back and decided to get safety in got numbers. Got some reinforcements. Yeah. Obviously, it was just shooing them away, though. Thankfully, it, it didn't, like, actively try to hunt them down. And got refreshments. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say refreshments because I just took a drink of my drink here. And it's non-alcoholic. It's O'Doul's. I drink crappy-tasting beer with the non-alcoholic because I like to punish myself. Wow. I drink water because I'm healthy. I actually don't. Just kidding. It's not O'Doul's. I don't even know what O'Doul's tastes like. It could be great for all I know. But yeah. I'm just drinking a, uh, a root beer, root beer, or a cream soda here. Yeah. I don't drink much soda at all, but uh, when I do, I drink that. So, anyways, th- these these devil monkey creatures, or whatever you want to call them, I- I'm calling them that because I don't know what the, what they're called or what to call them. I like demon monkey too. Well, that's what his friend called it. Was he said it was like a demonic looking monkey, but with like on steroids. Um, the another one I got. This one came out of uh, California. Now, folks, I don't know if you know this, but in the Napa Valley, uh, and my wife can tell you about this. She's heard about these creatures. She's from California, and she spent some time up in Napa. There are a type of creatures called the Rebops. Now, Tony, you've done a little research on them, right? Remember the, we, uh, yeah, but I got lost, and I ended up researching rebar. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you much all about different, rebar. Not much different. It's made and put to put in buildings and hold up concrete. It's a metal uh, tube, yes. thick, basically. Okay. All right. So, enough joking aside. Did you did you do the research or not? Um. Yeah. That that it's a bit weird. There's a lot of you know stories about them being experimentational monkeys, mm. and you know you find a lot of these stories about a mad scientist who de- decided to create them or something like that. But these these monkeys though, don't they fly? Yeah, they they they're they're basically flying monkeys, and mm-hmm. like you know, and you know, I don't know much about this mad scientist stuff. You know, it's like that could just be an urban legend that they made to try to make sense of what these things were. But you do see a lot of, you know, stuff about that. Um, yeah, but they're basically just flying monkeys if you want to think about maybe, uh, what's that movie with the yellow brick road? Oh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. They're and very much. Uh, yeah, just like the monkeys like that. They're the kind a little of flat bit more, of your butt when something magical happens. Yeah, but they're a little bit more malicious, I feel like. They, yeah. they, they seem like they don't have, you know, that. No, they sound very terrifying. Yeah, they sound like frightening to the yeah, point where. No. Yeah, yeah, you. I would wish there was a witch at the end of it controlling these things because they just seem like they're chaotic, and chaotic, evil. and out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason we mention that is because uh, you have a story out of California, right? Uh, yes, about these I do. things, or yeah. not? Maybe we're just just thinking this about these things. 
Yeah, it, it is. Uh, not really flying monkeys, but uh, devil monkeys, if you want to call them, the, the, uh, give them that, that moniker. Um, I would call them that. These things, uh, the guy lived in Bakersfield, and it was him and his, and his uh, girlfriend, and they were traveling from Bakersfield to Pismo Beach for a, I think, uh, I want to say it was Memorial Weekend or something, which would have been a madhouse. Uh, he said it was like, a, like I guess it was, it would be 11 years now, 2009. Would that be 11 years? Uh, so anyways, he said that they were driving along and they had a blowout. They're, they had a, a flat tire or whatever. And now here's what's weird, just to start it off. It, it was, he believed that somebody had put something in the road. And I believe it was on Highway 59. I think he was heading down Highway 59. And he thinks that somebody might have stuck something in the road because once he got the the tire, didn't really have a whole lot of time to look at it at the time. He was just trying to get it changed or whatever. When he when he got the flat, um, they pulled over. There was like a little hill, like a little like a, not not like a hill, but like a little in like a a sloping drop off or whatever. And he said that when they pull, and I believe he said that that it was uh, on it was they pulled over on the. I'm trying to think of it, if it, the tire was on the rear passenger side. I think that's what it was. And so he was on, on that side and he was, he was jacking the car up, whatever, and trying to get it done. And <clears throat> his girlfriend was on the phone telling the friends, oh, we might be a little bit late because we, we, you know, and he said this was only about 30, 40 miles from where they were supposed to be. And he said that they got out and he started messing with the spare and all that and, he said they, it was probably making a lot of noise, and maybe that's what did it. But he heard what he thought was like hyenas' laughter. Like he thought that he literally like like how you hear a hyena laugh like on National Geographic or Discovery Channel, whatever. And he goes, "Dude, you know how they sound?" And I was like, "Yeah, like that doesn't sound like a that's not like a horse." Yeah, I was like, Oof. <laughs> "Let me try again." No, that's still a horse. <laughs> Sounds like, like a goblin. horse. That I, sounds like a horse. That, that was your goblin that you should have done. With, that's a, the that's a goblin. Episode. Okay. All right. You know what? Screw <laughs> off. Anyways, that's my hyena and I'm sticking to it. So the guy said he heard this weird, like, kind of like, almost like hyenas laughing. And immediately I kind of jumped to the conclusion. I said, oh, so they look like hyenas. And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Because so, I had gotten hyena stories. I hadn't really gotten out of California, but here in Texas, we got a few out in West Texas. So anyways... He said that these things kind of looked like, or sounded like hyenas, and he said he looked like out in, in the distance, and he could see four creatures like running toward their vehicle. And his girlfriend saw it too, and she turned and she was like, "What the heck?" And she told the friends, "Hey, I'm gonna call you back." And there were three of them to to the left of him, of of where he was standing, and then one to the right. <clears throat> the one to the right was going like you know, away from him. And if I remember correctly, he said that the three on the left were kind of going were to the, were to, to the West and the other one was to the East. And it was going like, like they were doing like a pincer movement. You know what I mean? Like the three of them were going to come to the front of where they were at. And the other one was going to go around. And he said that it was just like, he knew that they were coming for them and it was terrifying. And he was just like, what are these things? And he said, he pointed his flashlight at him and he immediately saw one of them lift up what was like an arm to like shield its face from the light. And he thought, oh my gosh. 
And so luckily for him, uh, fortunately, they had just finished putting the spare on. So he grabbed the tire old iron, tire, yeah. the tire iron, yeah, and, and like the old tire and threw it in the back of the vehicle. And he said that he goes, I didn't even bother to close the hatch. I just jumped in the in the car and this uh, guy, I guess, was like a crossover type vehicle, whatever. He got in the vehicle and they got ready to take off and these things, whatever they were, one of them, as they were driving off, came right up to the front of the vehicle and touched the front of it. Now, here's what the description was. The 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 hands were like an ashen gray color. He described it as like cinder, but darker. Those were his words. And then he said that, that it came down to the wrist. From the wrists up, there was hair. Very distinct. The hands were, were that color and the face was that color. From the from the wrist down the back to the all the way to the to the rear end almost he said that it was like this brown a brownish uh, reddish like a reddish brown color almost orange like coppery or yeah I guess so I I don't want to say that because I didn't ask him if the word coppery but the way he described it you know was like yeah a rusty color is what he said <clears throat> maybe I think copper should be more brown but he said it was reddish almost orange so let's leave it at that I don't want to put my words into that. That's Tony, sir. He's lying about your story. So anyway, <laughs> that's the question. Man. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Anyways, no, yeah. I, I don't want to say copper because th- that word never came up when we were talking. But yeah. anyways, th- what's weird is the back legs were very dog-like. The snout was very canine-like. It had that weird face, the the ears. So th- th- it was very canine-looking in the face. But like the ears, now he said the ears were on top of the head. He said that he got a good look at the one in the front. Now he said that when he was driving off, the, the hatch was open. The The one was was running behind the vehicle. One of them was running behind the vehicle. And he said that they took off and got away. But it it was keeping pace up to about 20 miles you know, in, per hour. And then he outpaced it quickly after that. He didn't report that it was running supernaturally fast. There was no kind of like... You know, oh no, we're not going to outrun it. You know, and it it leaped into the back of the vehicle, nothing like that. It, but it, they were very bizarre looking, and he said that they looked like. And I asked him, just like I asked the the, the guy that when he was eleven that saw the thing with his stepmom. I asked him. I said, "Baboon," and he was like, "No, it did not look like a hyena. It did not look like a baboon." And uh, he said it looked not not unlike a dog man, but not really a dog man. Um, and I described it to him. He knew what a dogman was. And he just said, no, I can't say it was that because it just it just looked so bizarre. It looked more like a primate. And he goes, and it looked evil. They looked really evil. Like the faces were black. Like he said, that 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 blackish gray, um, the nose and the, and the face, everything was the same color. Did it have claws? Well, he said that, yeah, it did have nails. But it, from what he saw, like the one that put its hand on, but like, very uh like a human's hands you know but not you know and like he said that the thumb from what he remembers like his wife got a really good look at the hand because it slapped the glass as as they went by and she said that it looked like it had a mane kind of like a mane and like a hump on its back and with like a ridge going down the back the back legs and going down the butt of the of the one that was closest to them they said that it didn't have hair, but it looked like it was losing its hair or something, kind of, you know. Mm. 
like maybe they weren't all that way, just like that particular one. And uh, it said that the claws or the hands were black, but it had like nails, but the the thumb was really low down on the hand. Sounds very primate-like. The tail, though, was what's weird. It wasn't a prehensile tail. Like you, that's not, you know, he said that the tail was kind of a bushy tail, almost like a, a, a wolf, but like a thicker tail. I don't know what that is. I mean, I couldn't, you know. Sounds like a hybrid. A hybrid of something like a monkey mixed with a dog or something. And then. The ears, once again, like he described the ears as being, now maybe I led him a little bit on that because I said, I've had other people tell me that these things have like a bat-like ears. He said, yeah, you could say that. They kind of jutted out, but they were at the top of the head. They were pointy, but they kind of jutted out. You know, there again, I hope I didn't pollute like his, what what he was, you know, because I don't want to lead somebody into thinking that. What do you think? Uh, oh. Sounds like a hybrid to me. Sounds like a weird mix between a, a wolf and a monkey. Uh, you have a lot of the same features that they see from the wolf, which is the bushy tail and, you know, the the <clears throat> kind of snout-like uh, mouth or nose area. But then you see, like, very obviously wolves and primates run very differently. Yes. And, you know, when primates run, they usually do it in like this weird like one-two motion to where like there's first their front feet that, and their and back that, feet. And that was reported to me too. And wolves, they do it and like uh, uh, when they move, it's their like opposite legs that they run mm-hmm. across. So like that's weird that it would run like that because that's very primate or even feline-like. Yeah. Well, you see Panzer. Yeah, Panzer runs How like our that Our cat all the time. does that. I mean... It's that is what he reported to me, and now Tony kind of knows the story already. But that's you do know that that was reported that 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 the yeah the, I mean yeah. yeah you told me yeah um, the story you've had this you told me this story a long time ago yeah a long time ago and uh, I've you know when you first mentioned Devil Monkeys I was like oh he's probably gonna tell this story because you know, I remember I remembered mm-hmm. it so that's why I, I know a little bit more about it. Yeah, but it still doesn't mean you know I know anything better than anyone else. It's still weird. A chimera puzzle. It's a weird thing. A um, weird mix. Like I said, do you remember that this, the 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 guy in Arkansas when I talked on Vic's show? The thing had like smooth arms. It was black and had the bushy hair all over its chest, back, and head. Except for his arms, yeah. The arms and legs were smooth. Yeah. That was so weird, dude. And it pulled that deer off the back of that guy's car, a uh, truck. I just, I reference that because I don't know what to, you know, and that happened near uh, Texarkana, I believe, uh, about 40 miles east of Texarkana, I believe. Um, but I don't know. Here's another one. We're going back to our home state here. This happened near Palestine, Texas. Somebody gave me a story of this. Very similar. This was crazy. Like these three, these three guys were driving along. The guy had just gotten a brand new uh, King Ranch Ford. That's a very nice truck. He said this was back in 2017. And he said he had just gotten a, well, it was, wasn't new and it was new to him, I guess. He said, I just bought a truck, you know, and, and it only had 30,000 or 40,000 miles, something like that. But it was a very nice truck and he had like saved up and he went out and got it, got it and had just had it detailed, whatever. So they're driving, uh, right outside of Palestine, Texas and East Texas and something hits the side of the truck with a with a tree branch with a log like a literally like an oak log just goes boom <laughs> off the side of the vehicle and so he gets mad you know and here in texas now let me tell you 
People in Texas have balls, okay? I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been in lots of different states, and I've stayed in different places, and I've spent a lot of time in a lot of different places. We just talked about California. I stayed out there for a while. Um, people here in Texas are quick to fight. They're very friendly and outgoing and nice. Until you get on the wrong side. Yeah, but Texans will, will fight you quicker than any other people, I, I guarantee you. Uh, I feel like they defend. They'll defend. I mean, I don't know. If you mess with them, then they'll defend. That's why I feel like. My wife. They're very quick to defend. Yeah, they're very quick to defend what's theirs. My wife told me that. She was like shocked at how Texans are a lot. They're very, very super friendly. But if you, if you, if you take them off, they're quick to draw the line. Let's put it that way. And I'm not bragging. This isn't even humble bragging. I'm just being honest. If you come to Texas, just watch your back because you start road raging and acting a fool. Somebody will call your bluff. They're not yeah. gonna. It's not gonna play around and be a talk or whatever. And you could get a gun whipped out on you. Okay, people will punch you and they will pull guns on you. And this, <laughs> this is just what happens. Texans are just that way. They're not really for playing around. Uh, so these three boys were, as you say, good old boys. They pulled over, you know, on this back. back I guess you said it was like a county road. And they pulled over, and they were like, who the heck threw that? Because they, they thought somebody had to have thrown that. And they were all armed, and they jumped out. One of them had a machete. They did have a hatchet. <laughs> the other one had his uh, assault rifle. And they all got out, and they all had pistols, of course. And they were just like, what's up? You know, and they're screaming and yelling and making, you know, threats. He literally said, he just like, goes, I got out, and I said, what's up? You know, I was about to shoot it. You know, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it with fire. And so... And so what ended up coming out of the woods was not what they expected. It was a, for lack of a better term, something out of a nightmare. They said that it it, it stood up. It, it first it was like it was up in a tree. Okay, they shine the light. They shine the light, and they kept hearing this hooping, uh, growling noise. And they thought, "What is that?" And it was scaring them bad enough to where the first guy got back in the back seat because it was a four seater or four uh, door. He got back in the passenger side back door, and he was like, to heck with that. I don't know what that was. As soon as he heard that, you know, the way he he described it to me. I'm not going to say he described it to me, folks. He actually played it for me, and it was like a weird little clip or whatever, but it was it was real like uh, – like Yeah, it was real brief because he, he recorded it as best he could on his phone, and so I don't have the equipment to really make it sound correct. Now, I will try over the coming days, try to – I got a friend who can do some audio configuring, and I'll see if I can get that clip put on Paranormal Roundtable uh, on our Facebook page I'll in the group. I'll see if I can get it done. If not, you know, well. But it sound, it's real brief, but it almost sounds like a cougar being strangled. Uh, but it doesn't sound like a cougar. I've heard cougars lots of times. We have them around here. And uh, that's not what it sounded like, but it was pretty bizarre. And like I said, it almost sounded like a cougar mixed with a monkey that was in pain. And he asked me what I thought of it, and I said, "I, I it's terrifying. It sounds scary to me." Uh, but he said that that this is what they got. Uh, he shines a flashlight, or his buddy does, and all around they don't see anything. There's a barbed wire fence. They they go up, they shine up, and they're up in the tree is this creature that looked like he said it was probably five, 600 pounds. And he said that it was humongous. It had big old shoulders and it had very tall, big ears uh, that jutted out the top of its head and that it had a humongous snout, uh, not unlike a wolf, but he said that it was very, uh, very canine 
but also the face kind of looked pinched at the top. Yeah, and that's the way he described it, almost like a monkey. And I'm just like, that's weird. Like, like I scrunched. Like you know how? Yeah, like, I guess that's what he, I, I kept trying to figure out what he was talking about. But I kept and I kept describing Dogman, you know, werewolf creature, and he said no, it was more primate like, but it was wolf like. Now there again, I asked him because we got that story out of Mason, Texas, you know, and I, some kids that were popping fireworks and something chased him, and I said, did it look dog like? And he goes, yes and no. The backward, the legs were were thinner than the upper body. The upper body was massive. He said that the back legs looked almost like a canine-like, but that the upper body uh, was more human or primate-like. And then it jumped down off of the tree, and it it got down on all fours, and it kind of charged towards them. And he, having an AR-15, opened fire on it. Uh, he believes he hit it at least two or three times because he saw it move its shoulders back and forth. But he said it just stood there. It didn't stop and turn around and run it didn't fall and it didn't continue to charge it just kind of stood there and it let out a very loud roar at that point um and what was what he was what his friend was in the uh passenger side or whatever the clip that i got was actually of it roaring at them it was just a real quick blip or whatever or blurb i could i should say that's what i heard was it roaring at them and he did report an infrasound, like a what you call like a, when it hits you, when you feel it. Yeah, like where you feel it in your body. Yeah. He said the the hue of the flesh was black. You know, the the fur was very brown, brownish black. Whatever the the head was black. The that didn't appear to have fur, like the fur didn't look, it didn't look like it had fur on the face. Uh, didn't really get a good look at the hands. You know, the tail, he said, kind of wrapped up over the top of it and was kind of bushy. So they couldn't tell if it was prehensile or not? No, he did not say that it looked, that that the tail looked anything other than it kind of curled like a, but it had hair all over it. It did have a tail. And and I don't know, there again, I don't know what that is. I mean, very odd uh, creature, to say the least. It makes you think, you know, what is this? I should get reports of these things and you're just like, where do I classify this? I don't want to call it a dog man because these people were pretty adamant that it wasn't really a dog man or maybe it was a type of dog man. I, I, you know, there's so many different theories and then people say, well, there's a type of dog man that looks like that. Well, then if it's not really a dog man, it's not really a dog man. And it's not really a wolf, you know, werewolf. It's not a yeah, wolf just man, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because then you could be misidentifying it because it could be a separate creature and you're calling it a dogman and you're putting it in the same group when it's actually a different thing. Yeah, it's a completely different, it's its own uh, creature or whatever. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. Uh, he did report the eyes as being yellow, like an amberish yellow. Um, that was the same description of the people that saw it in, uh, on their way to... Uh, uh, yeah, that seems to be like a common, it's like either orange, orange or orange or, uh, yeah, orange or yellowy. Yellow. Yeah. Orange. Now, the guys in Kentucky, they their story was that those things had self-illuminating eyes. Um, gosh, that'd be weird. I don't, I don't know if that's what this like is. Like when you take a picture, basically? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking of is like when you get that red eye filter or like the red eye where like your eyes glow when you take a picture. That's the only thing I can really think of. Mm-hmm. Weird, though. Very bizarre. Now, I got one more story. 
And this one happened up in, I'm trying to think of the, uh, trying to think of the location. So this story I got was from a guy that, that this happened in between Tyler and Longview. That is northeast of Palestine and not that far. It's not that far away from that other incident. So these things could live in, in that region. I don't know if they're from there. I don't know what it is. But uh, this th- this happened to a group of friends. They were hanging out outside of Tyler, like go- going toward Longview, whatever. And um, I guess he had some friends that were from Longview, whatever, and they came and met them in Tyler. And then they went and they went outside and, and they were out in the woods having a little uh, get together. I guess that's, you know, and it was in between there. I know that. And uh, so anyways, they were hanging out, having a beers and doing whatever teenagers they were. They, they were kids. Yeah. I think, I think he said that there were six, there were six people. The youngest one was 17 and the oldest one was 25. So you're looking at like late teens to early to, to mid twenties. So you're looking at young people acting a fool. Tony, you know about that. Yep. And so they were out there having, do. A, having a good time and uh, they heard like footfall and like uh, twigs or, or branches breaking, and one of the girls had gone to the edge of the woods to relieve herself, and she came back and was like, "Oh my gosh!" screaming, and yelling, and the guy that she was with was kind of laughing, and she was like, "I heard something out there," and he was like, "No, you just it was there's nothing. It was just me moving around." And she's like, "No, no." She's like, "You don't know. I heard something else when we were standing still." So while they're sitting here debating this and they're arguing back and forth, they get this loud shriek that just sounded like, uh, almost like a monkey shrieking from the woods. And then it came from the other side of the woods and there was only one way out where they were at. It was kind of like a, almost like a cove and it was like, uh, woods all the way around. And there was like one way out of there and they did not, they were not prepared for what ended up happening. They were in two different vehicles, one truck, and, and two or three of them were, were in the back of that truck, and then a very small sedan that only could fit, fit about three people. Uh, not sedan, I'm sorry, a uh, two-door, whatever, that could only fit about three people. And actually, I think, Tony, it's kind of like your car. It's like, it has two Which doors. Which one, the Toyota? Door, the, your, your Toyota. Yeah. And it has like two uh, two doors or whatever. And the guy said that there was only room for like one person in the back seat, so... Somebody was going to be stuck out sitting in the back of that truck. <laughs> and so anyways, they, they get surrounded by the, what they can only describe as is like demonic looking primate mixed with canine looking creatures. They came out of the woods and they they claimed that they were like barking at them. But the way that they were barking was not like a uh, like a dog, um, not like a wolf, but like uh, almost like a shriek, you know. And they came from two different sides of the woods and they obviously had surrounded these kids. So four of them piled into the cab of the truck and the other three, I think he said there were seven of them, six or seven. I can't remember how many he said, but he said the other ones piled into the car and they got surrounded by these creatures that were like, now they they were they were bigger than than dogs he said that they were they but there was like several of them he said that there was probably like seven eight of them and he said that they all came running out of the woods and snapping and biting and jumping on the hood of their vehicles and jumping into the back of the bed of the vehicles and that they were able to stand up on their hind legs 
And these did have what they, they said looked like primate type tails. They did have uh, very dog-like faces. Once again, he said that he was positive that they were not baboonish or at least like any baboon he'd ever seen. Um, when they stood up on their hind legs, he was able to give me uh, a height uh, on these creatures. Um, he said that when they stood up, they're about six foot. And he said that they looked like they probably weighed, you know, a couple hundred pounds each. And he said that, you know, now the guy that, that had the scene, the, the thing in, in Palestine, he said that that thing was probably about seven foot tall and weighed anywhere from five to 600 pounds. So is it the same creature? I don't know. But this was a little pack of them. And I'm thinking if this is some sort of like actual living flesh and blood creature or something that can live like we do, then maybe these are juveniles hanging around in a group doing what they were doing. They decided to pick a fight. I don't know. That's just a thought that I had that came to my mind. Um, the guy that saw the thing over in, uh, in, in California was not really able to give me a height. I mean, he said that when they were on all fours, they're about four foot tall and that was it. When it got to the car, the, the one that, that touched the front of the car, it looked, he said that it wasn't standing up all the way, all the way straight up. And it was only about five foot. So these things right here, he said that, you know, when they came running out of the woods, very similar to the description was was that they were about four and a half feet tall. Um, some of them were a little bit bigger. And he said that the one that he saw in the rearview mirror jump into the back of the truck and stand up, he would have estimated that one to be one of the bigger ones, probably about six feet, foot tall. He, they did have a smaller one that jumped onto the hood of the vehicle. He described them as being reddish brown in, in fur and everything, fur all over their bodies with black faces, with a black, once again, a muzzle. But the ears, now I, I asked him about the ears, and he said the ears stood straight up. They did not jut off to the sides like other people have described. They were just straight up and down from what he remembers. Um, the hands and the skin and everything looked gray. Uh, he could see underneath the hair, the fur. That's pretty much that. And he said that the back legs, from what he could see, they had these weird looking like uh, little raccoon paw feet, as he described them. I don't know what that is. Um, I did. I did communicate with another kid that was with him that night. You know, there was there was a kid when it happened. He's not a kid anymore. But um, and he pretty much confirmed what the, what he had said. They were both on the phone at the same time, and they were both talking. You know, and there wasn't anything like, oh, uh, no, it looked like that. And then they argued about it, and then they came to a conclusion. Wasn't anything like that. Nobody was changing their story or going back and saying, no, nah, it's not the way we thought it was. Well, yeah, no, it was like this. No, they were very much finishing each other's sentences. So, I mean, I believe them. I mean, I believe they saw something. I mean, if if it was that they were, like, not able to agree on it, you know, then it would be one thing. And, or either that or they just rehearsed the story very well because they told it without missing a beat. Um, these things came out of the woods and, and attacked them. You know, they all jumped in their vehicles quickly enough to get, you know, and then they drove out of there. And uh, he said when he backed up, he's almost positive he hit one, you know, not hard, but he hit it and it moved out of the way. And then one of them had, had tried to bite his front, his front driver's side tire and then let go. And then they spun out and they got out of there. Uh, the guys in the car did get the back windshield broken by one of them. Um, but yeah, they got away. Um, but they, they never went back to that area again. So that is that, as they say. Yeah, weird, weird stuff right there. I mean, 
just trying to hang around, you know, drink a couple beers, party, and then you get attacked by these monkeys, dog demons that are hanging around trying to party. Let that be a lesson to you young folks. Next time you go out and you just want to have a few schlitz or, you know, you want to go out and have a blue bull, you know, or an old Milwaukee or a bush, just remember, you will, you will, I mean, you will be attacked by devil monkeys. Yeah, it's a certain. It's like uh, Jason and these people doing what they do. He can, he, they can sense it. If you're trying to have fun out there in the woods and you're in their territory, get out of here. <laughs> Devil monkeys. So, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight with with my co-host Mushu and the Devil Monkeys. Wherever, whatever planet you're stuck on, whatever spaceship you're in, adrift around the Earth, running out of oxygen, about to die, whatever zombie apocalypse you're hiding from, whatever Sasquatch has got you uh, chased up into a tree, whatever forest Devil Monkeys are hiding in, whatever uh, little little ghost uh, on the rocking horse that's keeping you awake and you got to work the next day. All of you people that are going through all that, all I can say is I'm glad I'm not you. Good night.